You're listening to the Major Pod Network, the only place where your favorite toy store, card shop, arcade, theme park, and arena are all on the same block. Scratch that major itch. The following announcement has been paid for by the Major World Order. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Major World Order Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Billy Peck, and with me is... Husfar, a.k.a. Majorbar, a.k.a. Husfar, a.k.a. Heartbreak Husfar, a.k.a. I just woke up. I'm sorry I'm late, Billy. Husfar, <laughs> with us is... The Big Jake Boski, the Sean Kemp of wrestling. No, not anymore. The Sean Kemp of <laughs> sneaker collecting. The Major Mad Hatter, Jake, don't call me Bray Wyatt. Welcome to the latest edition of the Major World Order episode, where it's just too sweet. That's right. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. First time, last time, only time. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we appreciate everyone coming here and hanging out with us. And uh, if you're not already, please check us out on X, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads, all at Major World Order. Also, uh, YouTube.com slash Major World Order and Patreon.com slash Major World Order for those who want to, you know, spend a low amount for some extra content. And, um, but yeah, uh, YouTube, hey, Live 17's coming up. It's actually, by the time this releases, just a couple days away. So, uh, if you want to contribute some video, you know, you're going and you're going to, you know, want to chronicle your weekend, you know, in Boston and Live 17 and all that, feel free to send footage my way and we'll include it in the the Major Mark YouTube vlog on the Major World Order channel. Hell yeah. Uh, there was something I was going to say in the middle of that and I guess I'm not now because <laughs> I forgot. Um, but no, uh, Live 17 coming up, I remember now, uh, announced as of this recording earlier today that the uh, backstage pass and their own entrance winter winner is Carrie Cowling. So uh, she's coming up with some ideas of what her entrance song is going to be. And uh, I've heard a, a couple ideas and it's going to be some fun choices. And, nice. you know, looking forward to seeing everybody at the show and, you know, for those who can be there and, you know, for those that can't watch it on Premiere Streaming Network and, Talk about it in the Facebook group or something. Hell so. yeah. All right. Uh, so, friend of the show, uh, Rob Buck, he's got a, a new Power Rangers-themed podcast, and uh, he's getting ready to do a charity stream, and uh, he's going to tell you a little about that right now. Hey, what's going on, Ranger Nation? August 28th, we're going to be celebrating 30 years of Power Rangers, and we're going to do it the Power Ranger way. 1.30 p.m. Eastern, kicking off the brand new Power Chamber podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to be going live and hopefully raising some money. We got a goal. $300 to support to write love on her arms 
a great organization that helps people going through just a rough time, depression, self-harm, that stuff. So we're going to try and raise $300 uh, in one night to help support some people going through it. So if you want to stop by, I'd greatly appreciate it. Going to have some guests, going to have some fun, and uh, hopefully help some people out. Because we're all in this together, no one fights alone. See you then. So there you go, August 28th, Power Chamber Podcast. Uh, if you're in the Facebook group, uh, just, you know, watch, uh, you know, Rob Buck, you know, for what he may have to say about it. Uh, Charity Stream wants to raise at least 300 bucks, um, you know, and uh, yeah, just to help people in need. So if that's something oh, yeah. that you would like to contribute to, there you go. Awesome. And I know there's a lot of Power Rangers fans in the group, so Definitely. and I know he's a pretty hardcore fan and knows a lot of stuff about it. So if you're into Power Rangers, you know, you may want to look into his show. Yeah, so, very cool. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, bring our guest on. He's somewhat new to the group. He's been here for uh, less than a year, uh, and uh, he's just been a fun contributor to the group and a good supporter, and we want to get to know some you know fresh young faces uh to the major mark crew so let's bring on charlie philbrick welcome to the show hello hello. uh you got the wrong guy if you're looking for fresh young faces though there's nothing (laughs) nothing young here (laughs) how's it going boys good great yep yep appreciate you being here thanks thanks for having me on you know a lot of a lot of times you know uh people that'll come on you know they've maybe been a part of the group now for a couple of years and you have an idea of who they are and know their story a little bit. And, uh, you know, sometimes you need to, you know, bring, you know, on those newer people and like, right. Hey, let's, let's get to know them like right out of the gate. Yeah. Let's let them tell their story. So Absolutely. that's, you know, what we're here to do and, and, uh, looking forward to, to learning more about you. Nice. So. Yeah. I mean, the, the pod itself, it, it's just, it's been a huge part of my life since uh, about 2019, late 2019, early 2020. Okay. I, um, I gotten out of a 10 year relationship ended real bad. I started going down South and I really let things go. And then 2019, I, uh, I literally hit a telephone pole at 85 miles per hour. And uh, it was it was a pretty big wake up call. It took a couple months after hitting the telephone pole to really wake up and realize that my life wasn't where I wanted it anymore. And I had to do something about it. And that's when I started to get sober. And it's been it'll be four years in August uh, this August. So, I mean, it's it, it was tough at first. Then it's gotten easier and easier with every day. And I, I get to drive past the telephone pole all the time as a good reminder. So. I shouldn't have walked away from the accident and that was what kind of opened my eyes. And it was right around that time where I like, I lost my friends kind of, I felt like I lost them, so to speak in the divorce with the ex. And so I, I didn't really, wasn't hanging out with anybody. And, you know, I turned to the drugs and the drinking and next thing you know, I, I went down that rabbit hole and um, I, I was looking for something to grab onto. And I had started listening to Conrad and Bruce Pritchard's show and they actually had mentioned Matt and Brian's show and I looked over on the YouTube and they had the, I want to say it was the LJN special from Conrad's um, mm-hmm. abode mm-hmm. there. And I, so I immediately jumped on that. And after watching that, I was just like, well, I got to go check this podcast out. 
And I started listening. I actually started with a fresh episode. So I was used to the three man crew. But then I was like immediately, all right, let's go back from the start. And then it was there was no mark. And I was like, wait, what's going on here? So it took a little while, but it took me about two and a half months of binging almost nonstop to get caught up complete with the pod. But I started listening to those first ones. And I mean, you guys probably hear it all the time. I had no idea what was going on. So many inside jokes and I, I just had no idea. So I had to go back and learn. And at the same time, like it was helping me because it gave me that one, that, that thing to look forward to every day and every week. Like at first not being in the Patreon, I was, I was listening like a poor, you know, waiting for the, the ad show on Fridays. And, you know, that was my week. I'd, I'd look forward to it. It was the end of the week. That was something to look forward to. And it, and it helped. And, you know, Conrad's shows, all of his shows helped me too. It gave me something just to focus on that wasn't going to take me down that bad path. And then at first I didn't start collecting anything. And then I, I don't know what happened, but the bug just set in because I had figures when I was a kid and I collected cards and stuff when I was a kid. But then um, just listen to the show. It was like, it really is the most expensive free podcast because one little action figure of the, the Grady twins from The Shining and I now have, I don't know, more figures than I know what to do with in the horror. And now I've, I've decided I want to try and chase that holy grail of trying to be a major Bendy completist. I know it's a oh. big hill to try and climb, but <laughs> Mr. Late to the party's here and I'm ready to party. And I actually, just before the show, I talked to uh, Shawnee Caulfield, everybody's mm -hmm. favorite. The most uh, most photoshopped man on the internet, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, he he's he's gonna hook me up with a, an autograph Conrad Bendy. So I've been that's been Conrad was one of the first uh, wrestling figures I bought when I got back in, oh, and I just I just had to have him. And then I Shawnee just happens to have an autograph one, and when, I don't know when the next time I'll ever get a chance to meet Conrad. So I I'm gonna try and scoop it. But that's another great part about the the group is. There's all these all these avenues to try and find what you need, and everybody's always just so nice. Like when I first yeah. signed up, I, I mean, in the first like ten minutes, I had people welcome me to the group, and you know, just kind of you know being friendly. I mean, it didn't take long from me and Shawnee to hit it off, and like I said, you know, and then I start you start listening to the pod, and once I was caught up, it was like, well, now what do I do? I need I need more, I need more, and that you guys were like the perfect option. Well, and then, I mean, I pop every time I hear the intro. I, it's just I, like I'll be walking out the front door, throw the pot on. It'll come on. And I just I go into entrance mode. Mm -hmm. I'm strutting <laughs> down the walkway out to the driveway. And it's just it gets me every time. And you guys have been a great add on to it. So, I mean, it's just nice. And then it's, it's, it seems like especially I've noticed in the last couple of months being stuck at home with the work injuries. I've got a lot of free time on my hands and mm. I've been able to fill most of that time. A lot of it with major pods uh, uh, stuff, a lot of Conrad stuff, but I, I, it's kept me busy. I mean, like today, I was watching you do the giveaway for the uh, the backstage pass at Kowloon's. Then then we got Brian's whatnot at 630. We got Matt's epic whatnot at 7. And then, I mean, boozing with the toys is going on. So, I mean, it's just there's something always going on. And, I mean, if you follow Matt, especially Matt, but if you follow the two of them on, on social media, there's always something to see and there's always mm -hmm. something going on and it's just, it's great. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is going to be fun. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I also, I like that you're, you know, so, uh, open, you know, you went through some, you know, oh, yeah. period and, you know, hope, hope yeah. that's all good and stays oh, good yeah. and all that. But, you know, it's, you know, look, we, um, 
we're uh uh you know we don't we we are here to celebrate you know uh yeah. you know people and collecting and and the pod and all of that and you know it, it we very rarely like jump into any you know negativity you know there you can listen to other podcasts to get the negative stuff but like you know a lot of times you know we we have mostly fun we can get sentimental um and, and we do get real you know at times and and i think you know you opening up with you know the struggles that you've had you know there's you know secretly other people that you know have gone or do go through it and you know i i hope uh you know a lot of times i think you know when when someone says oh yeah you know i was a drug addict or whatever like it kind of makes people kind of go oh mm-hmm. ah you know and 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 uh for again for you to open up with that i i appreciate that uh, yeah. because i think it can it can help others out yeah. well i I know uh, when I first got into the group, it was within the first month or so. Somebody actually, and I won't, I, I won't throw any names up, but somebody posted about their struggles and yep. how they, how they were. I'm sure you guys, you guys, Billy, I'm sure you've seen the post. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, I was just like, well, well, you know, he's open and honest about it. And that's another thing. I've never been shy. Like I've, I'll tell you everything. Like I got nothing to hide. I'm not proud of a lot of it. Sure. I can't, I can't change it. It's the past of the past. The only thing I can do now is write a better ending to the story mm-hmm. of Charlie. Yeah, and at the right. end of the day, I mean, the, the, I'm the author of that story and I want to be in control of how that ends. And, and it, it, trust me, it took me a long time. Like, and it's kind of funny because I got into wrestling in 87 as a kid. And then when I fell out of wrestling was around the time I started kind of going down the wrong the wrong tracks and while i was in and out with the wrestling during that time i wasn't a fan i wasn't following it all the time you know if it was on all right great but i wasn't going out and seeking it and then it's it's funny that as i got closer to getting sober i had actually just started my ex's younger brother actually took me to hell in the cell in boston back in 2016 Mm -hmm. and i got to see charlotte beat sasha in the cage and I, I was back in at that point that night when we, when I was walking down Causeway street, wooing at everybody. And like, I was, I was back in the game. And from there we went to a couple raws and a couple smackdowns at the garden. And I, I was, I immediately, I got the network and I was, I was hooked, but I was still kind of doing all that other stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because that's right around the time where I, I knew I had to get sober, but I didn't want to, and I wasn't going to put the effort in and, then, like I said, I, I hit a telephone pole and it took me another solid three months before I finally made the decision and try, and started. And I had a couple relapses along the way, but it 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 happens. And the only thing you can do is bounce back. I mean, I didn't let it just end like the best. Thing, the best thing for me is I started doing like a counter at first. Like at first, I actually had two counters going. I had counting down the days of my probation till I got off of probation. And then I had the daily counter of counting the days I had been sober. Hmm. And eventually that probation countdown went away and the sober countdown still there. Good. And it just keeps growing. And, but like uh, what I was getting at is like, I had wrestling as a kid and as a young kid, and then I, I lost wrestling and I kind of lost myself. And then somehow wrestling was always there, but it was in the background. And then it came back to the front of my life and, I can't, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd still be here if, if it wasn't for things like wrestling and now collecting and, and just meeting people like this. Cause that's another thing. Like I've always been kind of a closed off person, not really 
like I could be a social butterfly, but I wasn't really going out, making friends, having, ha- going out and having those, those relationships with people. I'd rather just stay at home. So, yeah. but the, the rest, getting back into the rest of that hell in a cell pay-per-view, man, that, that one just, uh, it had me hook line and sinker and I was back in and great. it was, it was great. Well, congratulations on, you know, keeping yeah. things up yes. and thanks boys. Thanks. Um, now you've, you've touched on, you know, some of our opening questions. Uh, I'm sure we can get a little uh, deeper yeah. on them oh, yeah. though. So, uh, Husfar, I think, uh, you know, you you said, "Hey, we should get Charlie on." I think I think you should ask him the questions. Sure. Sounds good. All right. So, um, you, you know the format, Charlie. Uh, so, how did you first get into introduced to wrestling? I can remember like it was yesterday. My my uncle was a truck driver, and one of his coworkers he had uh, he had gotten the pay per view or closer, however it was done back in 1987 of the Survivor Series, and he used his VCR and he recorded it, and he let my uncle borrow that tape. And he brought that to the house and him and I sat there and watched it. And I was hooked. I mean, if you look at that card, it was packed from start to finish with, with the biggest names of that day. And what, what helped me too is I didn't, I hadn't seen WrestleMania three, but all the talk was about Joey Morella, the fast count and Hogan, Andre, this, and that. I needed to see that. So I had to start seeking out and I went in the local video store, had them WrestleMania three, two and one. So I jumped in and I was watching. And of course, you know, I found the Saturday shows and I was all in. And then next thing you know, we were getting every pay-per-view here at the house my uncle was in. He was taking me to house shows at the old Boston Garden. I mean, we, it was just game on from from that Survivor Series on. That's in, that's incredible to like get to get to start, you know, that early in wrestling. Like I wish I how I wish I like got to, you know, watch like. Hogan and you know live on TV or Andre live on TV. like it's it's so cool. Yeah, I mean I got to I got to see Hogan and Bossman in the big blue cage at the Garden, and I think Tony Schiavone says it's one of his favorite matches from the from that arena. And I'll tell you, for I saw a lot of good matches at the Garden as a kid, and that one definitely is on the top in the top three, hands down. I mean we were perfect eye level with the ring. So, I mean, I had the perfect view right, right at the ring side. I mean, it was, it was nice. And as a, as a kid, you know, seeing big blue, I mean, the thing's monstrous. And then you see Hogan come out and we all know Hogan must pose. So, you know, hmm. back then I, I was hoping he was going to get to pose, but he always, he never let us down. He, he always posed for us, but yeah, a lot of good memories in the old Boston garden. I actually got to see, um, my first one of my first pay-per-views was there. It was the '93 Survivor Series. The one it, it, I, I remember for the Undertaker with his American flag coat. But the real meat on the bone would be the Brett Owen story. That's where Brett knowing that the seeds were planted when Owen got eliminated and all the other Hart brothers got to survive, and then Owen came back out at the end. And that that started one, what is one of the greatest rivalries in, in professional wrestling history. Those two, the Hart brothers. And then I actually got to go to the Royal Rumble 94, which was where Owen finally made his move and swept the leg on Brett and turned on Brett. And it was also the show where The Undertaker got put in the casket and raised to the Mm -hmm. heavens. And we we had upper balcony seats. So we were not at eye level with the catwalks, but they were they were pretty close. So like we could see and. You could see the guys up there bringing them up on the on the wire, and then you could see them get off and walking around. And I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, wait, how how did they get him out of the casket? And it's the 
what's going on? And then, you know, my mother explained it to me. That wasn't him that got pulled up. But I believed it, so kudos to WWE. But, of course, moments later, they, they ruined the night with the whole screwy finish with Brett and Luger. Um, don't get me started on that one. I, uh, I, I wasn't a fan of either of them at that point. So, I, I, I mean, Diesel should have won it that night. He was on fire. He came out, cleared the ring, and held court for about 15 minutes. It was, it was pretty amazing. And then the third pay-per-view I got to go to, I haven't gotten to a SummerSlam, but I did get to go to one of the worst WrestleManias in history, WrestleMania 11. Yeah, LT, Bigelow, Bundy Taker. I mean, I wish I could say it was a great show, but it wasn't. But it was the second year that they had started doing what they do almost every year now, the Fan Fest, the, mm. the Access, uh, mm. the week before. So we went down the day before in Hartford, and I actually got to meet Paul Barra, Duke Drosy, Jerry the King Lawler, Sparkplug Hawley, uh, Rikishi was there, IRS was there. I got to meet so many of them, get the autographs, pictures. Lawler was doing his, uh, his characters. I mean, they had the Heartbreak Hotel set. They had the giant coffin. They had uh, Sparkplug's race car. To me, that, that event there and, and doing that whole thing was way better than the show itself yeah but i wouldn't have gotten to go to it if it did if i didn't go to mania that day so yeah and then i was ready to complete the big four back in 2020 and corona had other plans because boston was finally going to get the summer slam and i was so excited you know i'm back in i'm my, my fandom's really thriving now i'm like oh great i can finally complete the big four and then the pandemic happened. I'm like, all right, it's not canceled yet. And then they're like, all right, we're going to do it from the performance center. I was like, all right. <laughs> They'll come here next year to make it up to us. We're going to LA next year. And then Brooklyn the year after. Uh, they'll get back here sooner or later. But yeah, at some yeah. point. One of the, or I might just have to get up and take myself there and go see it in Brooklyn, maybe. But I got to get that fourth one in. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's pretty incredible. Like, kind of you know, all the live shows that you kind of watched, like, or, you know, they're kind of like right. different connected and everything. Yes. Right. And, and I, I just, I love that. That's so cool. Um, and that, those were like the early pay-per-views, but I, I mean, we were going to house shows, like every time they came to Boston and they come to the Worcester Centrum too. So we do two shows on a Saturday and a Sunday. I mean, we were going to a lot of shows yeah. And it, it was it was great. And then then WCW came along and now it was I had to pick which pay-per-view we got each month. Mm. And, you know, well, all right, well, I'm going to the WWE house show this month. So maybe I'll get the WCW pay-per-view. And, you know, as a kid, it's like, well, why can't I have them both? <laughs> and I found a way to get both. My One of my friends in school, another kid that because, you know, we didn't at that point, wrestling wasn't cool. And, you know, we kind of kept it to ourselves, but we found each other and. He got every pay-per-view every time. So I was like, oh, well, you and me, we need to be friends now. <laughs> I'm like, I'll bring the snacks. You bring the pay-per-view. We're good to go. So then we started hanging out, and he actually ended up going to Mania with me. And he, he's a lifelong fan just like I was. And it, it was nice to have a, a friend that was interesting because at that point, a lot of people weren't. I mean, I remember going to school in the fourth grade. It was the day after Warrior Hogan at WrestleMania six, and I'm like half asleep because I stayed up late to watch it. And I'm so excited. Warrior's the champ. And everybody's making fun of me because I watch pro wrestling. And I was just like, what? How, how can you guys be? Like, how, what do you mean? It's the coolest stuff ever. And, you know, at that point, you know, 
people start, you know, it's fake. It's this. I'm a kid. I don't need to hear any of this. I had a good time last night watching two guys in their underwear beat each other up. What's the problem here? You know, <laughs> and apparently I'm not alone because they're still, I mean, look at AEW. They sold out Wembley. So there's, there's plenty of wrestling fans out there. But back in the day, we had, we had to kind of hide in the closet, so to speak. Sure. And I, it's another thing with the group now is the, I feel it's a lot more accepted. There's so many more people just like me that, you know, I might not collect as many wrestling figures, but I collect a ton of horror figures. But I do, uh, you know, I, it, it's the same vibe. And like, there's people just like me. And who knows, you know, some of them might have gotten, you know, picked on in school or, or bullied because, you know, they, they like pro wrestling. I didn't care. I still watched it. I still went all the time. I had I, I, up until a couple of years ago, I still had my tear away Hulk Hogan merch table shirt from the late 80s, early 90s. And like I had as a kid not to rip that thing was it was like trying not to open an action figure next to impossible. But uh, my grandmother managed to keep it safe for a while. And then it, it got damaged in a flood and oh, I ended up losing wow. it. And it just it was I was sad. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I should have ripped that thing when I had the chance. <laughs> right, right. You always you always look back and say, well, what if what if I put that shirt on and just ripped it? But <laughs> but it shows that I can be a collector, too, and, and, and t- take care of something and keep it safe for, for a while and not sure. open it. Like because a lot of my a lot of my collection, I mean, the Funkos don't mind them. I, Matt kind of got me. He said, ah, Funkos, I got all these Funkos. And I was like, you know, it's. Funkos are pretty cool. And next thing you know, I met whatnot, and I've got some Funkos now. That's, but is I, that like from Matt's collection, or that you just got? No, these are just ones things. I got. Once I got onto whatnot, I just got, got one it. one Saturday, if, right uh, after I got out of the hospital with a broken leg. I, I I was like, yeah, let's check whatnot out. Next thing you know, the bo- boxes just started showing up for the next couple of weeks. The mailman's bringing crates of boxes up to my door and saying, "I'll get the crate tomorrow when when I bring the next one." I'm like, okay. But honestly, but, that's that's good rehabilitation for you, though. Yes, well, you know, that's, that's making you get up and walk to the door and yep. come back. You know, so and, yeah. and at that point, I hadn't had the, sh- the shoulder surgery yet, so I was still using my my damaged shoulder, my arm, as much as I could. Right. But that that's actually was actually good. The doctor said because if I hadn't been, it was so stiff before the surgery, it would have been even worse to try and do right. the surgery. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's been tough with the with the injuries, but. I mean, the, the hardest thing has probably been on my bank account just because those first like two months just sitting there like, oh, yeah, let me order this. And, oh, geez, look at that new one over there. Oh, I got to get I got to have that. And then, like I said, I'm I'm diving down the rabbit hole with the major bendies. And I, I had the Conrad and it all started. I, I posted a picture in the group of my lonely Conrad on the wall. And I think you might have even actually commented on Billy and said, oh, poor Connie. And another major Mark actually reached out to me and he's like, Hey, I'm selling some bendies if you're interested. And he, you know, showed me what he, I was like, you know what? I'm in. And I got a pro wrestling tees, Matt, uh, swoggle and a Brian Myers pro wrestling tees, uh, special one. Mm-hmm. So now Connie had some friends and I actually thought I had missed the SDL pre-order and I saw they were still up on major, uh, major pod March to order. And I was, I said in the group, once again, Billy, I believe you answered. You were like, well, if it's still up, get it while you can. Yeah. So I ran right over and I ordered it. And sure enough, I'm waiting on an SDL bendy to come. So, nice. you know, that's the type of camaraderie I like in the group. You know, somebody, you have a question like earlier today, I opened my new brother love figure today, which I just scored for cheap money. And I was so excited because I've been looking forward to that figure. And I didn't know what to do with the glasses. 
the glasses came right off. They were on the floor. I'm chasing them around. I'm like, how do you make these things stay on? So I went to the group, and within five minutes, I had three very viable solutions for my problem. Nice. And I was like, it's just crazy. And the two figures I decided to open today both had glasses on them. Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah, because like, I guess you were, you're wearing glasses, so you relate to it, you know? You yeah. Know yeah. I, well, that's the, that's the thing. They, when these started falling off right after I had the surgery, instinctively, they fall. Huh. I just want to grab them. And I did that a first couple of times in the mm. first couple of days. And I paid for it. And I, I regret it. But I learned. I learned. So now I just let them fall. I've got enough pairs around here. If these ones break, I got a backup pair. I was going to say, all you got to do is put like a clear rubber band around your head. And yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That'd be the easiest solution. <laughs> and I think it actually, I think they both actually had rubber bands on yes. them when I took them out of the package, but I wasn't paying attention because yeah. these were the first actual wrestling figures besides the Austin that I opened like two days ago that I've opened in years. Like I said, I'm usually mint on card. I, that's why I love the bendies though, because I can slide those out do anything yeah do whatever i want with them put them back in hang them back on the wall and it looks hey things mint on card right so well, speaking but. of collecting what were uh growing up uh what you know did you collect any wrestling figures or any other oh, figures yeah. did you you know what did you start on for wrestling if you did with with the wrestling i started with um we were at the local church and they had their annual flea market christmas bazaar and i spotted this this wrestling ring with the bl big blue cage. And I was like, what is that? So I, I hustle over and inside the cage, there's like six or seven LJN figures. I didn't know what they were called. They were just wrestling figures. Roddy Piper was in there and I knew him. So I was like, I need these. And the cage, I think the ring, the cage and the figures, it was like $12 for everything. Oh, wow. And wow. you know, I'm begging my mother, ma, it's only $12. And you know, back then $12 was a little bit, you know, it, it wasn't a lot, but you know, it was, it's a lot for a kid that's got no job, it's a lot of money. So she's like, she broke down. She got them for me, and they came home, and I was obsessed with them. They were, they were everywhere I went. They were whether I was in my room, the living room, the playroom, wherever I was, they went. And I played with them so much, I ended up snapping the cage, so I couldn't use the cage anymore. And then eventually, one of the turnbuckles broke. That one of the ring posts broke. So I, I, my ring was pretty much useless. But then you get creative. You flip it over and you use it upside down. And, you know, and at that point, I had started getting the um, the little WCW galoops. So now I had like I had the the U.S. set of those minus the uh, Luger with the chain, and I think there was an Elegante I didn't have, but I had all the other ones. But I, I couldn't put the two together. Like I wasn't getting rid of my LJNs, but I really liked those WCW figures. So I was like, oh, what do I do? So I, I had those for wrestling figures. And then I also, you know, I had the standard like G.I. Joe's, the Rambo's, any action figure line from the late 80s, early 90s. I had a couple of them here and there, a couple Marvel figures. But it was really the the wrestlers and, and then uh, the G.I. Joe's, probably the, the big toys that I had. But those LJNs, like, I, I really wish I still had them today. I mean, actually, maybe I don't because I found permanent markers at one point. And, you know, I was <laughs> I was redesigning wrestling gear and giving guys mustaches that didn't need mustaches. So, right, but right. My, my favorite LJN ever is like the most obscure one. I didn't even know who he was, but Ted Arcidi, he was my LJN guy. He was the champ for as long as I can remember in the fake fed. I just, something about his figure. He was big and beefy. You could do a nice suplex with him. 
I just something about him. But like I said, I, I knew most of the other guys, Hercules, Fuji, Heenan, Mean Gene. I knew all those guys. Who is this Ted Arcidi guy? Like, because he was just enough before me that I didn't really ever see him. Yeah. And back then we didn't have the internet to, you know, oh, Ted Arcidi. Back then it was like, you, you, you want to know something and there's no way to find out because there yeah. wasn't a wrestling dictionary, a wrestling thesaurus or dictionary back then that with the answers. So it was a little tougher, but nowadays that's what I, that's kind of what I love about technology now is like you get a question within seconds, you can have an answer. Yeah. And if you can't, you probably got a problem <laughs> or bad cell service. Right. Yes, a flip right. Phone. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now have like the big rubber guys, have they got you like super itchy? Since <sighs> super, super itchy, <laughs> super itchy, but I missed the demolition. And I, I, I was kind of on the fence. Like I was like, well, just get the Matt and Brian and then bite the bullet later for the, for the demolition. And I was like, no, just stick with the bendies. And, and I was, I've been weighing it back and forth. And it's like, you really want those big rubber guys. They look at them. They're the LJNs. And I was just like, don't do it. And, but if I had been able to get in on the, I missed the demolition pre-order because, because funds are tight right now with the no work and everything. So I missed that. And then I was like, uh, do I really want to bite the bullet and, and pay that aftermarket price later on? I was like, uh. and then I keep hearing them and they keep saying it's great promotion. Hey guys, we're not making any more of these Matt and Brian's when these are gone, they're gone. Thanks guys. Thanks. You're making this a lot harder on me. <laughs> and it's just like, Hey, salesman, they're, they're selling them. And I'm, I'm this close to taking the plunge. But I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm diving into the bendies. I got my eyes on a set from, it was the Danhausen loose cannon. Uh, I think it was series two or three. I got. I found a set of those for sale. I'm gonna grab. And I thought. I think it's wrestling figure database. I stumbled upon that one night, yep. and it's got that complete list. I was like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> and I start looking. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I can check this one off. And then like I scroll down, and it's like, all right, are we gonna come to another one that I can check off? Wait, what's going on here? But it's exciting. I mean, that's the thing. And like, sure. With those, it's a little tougher. You don't see them in the wild quite as much. They're more of like, you got to find them online now. Yeah. But I do love a good, you know, like today, I just, I happened to be out. was like driving past a target that I don't usually go to. And I was like, you know what? Pull in here. And I went in, I went down the aisle and there was absolutely nothing in the figure aisle. And I was kind of disheartened. And I was like, yeah, it's target. What, what do you expect? So I went over to like where they have the, the Funko Pops and the horror, horror figures. And I'm looking through there and I'm like, eh. Nothing new. So then I turn and I go to leave and staring at me right there. Two of them. Brother love. And I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Look at that. And I walk over and I'm like, sweet. Didn't even look at the price tag. I get up to the register and scanned and scanned at $17. I'm like, wait, what? Wait. All right, put that in the bag. Let's pay and get out of here before somebody realizes this is on sale. Because it was marked 25 or 24. And I was just like, oh, whatever. I'll take it. But I was so excited because I've been looking. I missed the pre-order on that one because I was actually in the hospital and I got out of the hospital and Target's like, oh, the pre-order's over. I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean I can't get one ever? Hmm. And then I saw them pop, start popping up in the group. And uh, the other day, um, the trunk lady, she actually put one up and I missed the claim on it by like, like a tenth of a second. Like I'm typing claim and I see the claim pop up in front of me. I'm like, uh-huh, so close. But I did get him today, and I was excited because he was a, he was, I mean, he's a character, and he was a big part of my, you know, those early days of my childhood. I mean, the Brother Love Show was, you look forward to it every week. And I mean, think of all the major moments that happened on that show. With, right. You know, and if I, I will say this, I think the face might be a little, 
little too red, but hey, it, it's a brother love figure. So I mean, what more can you ask for? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could definitely tell it's him. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> you know. That's for definite. <laughs> um. So, uh, how did you first get introduced to Matt and Brian, uh, or was it Zach and Kurt? It was it was Zach and Kurt, and like I said, uh, that was you know kind of in my in and out period. Like I'd watch it here. And there. I mean, I do remember I do remember the Edgeheads, and I definitely remember Kane rolling Matt off the or Zach off the off the off of that. But that was about it. And then I, I remembered seeing highlights of Matt winning the ladder the ladder match and the Intercontinental Title, and I was like. Holy shit, they're finally doing something with that kid. All right. And so I went back and I watched the match and, you know, but I was never like a big fan of either of them. I saw Hawkins when he was on his gigantic losing streak there. And he, he was at, uh, he, he actually came out in Boston. It was a pull apart between, I think it was Braun, Roman, Brock, and Samoa Joe, maybe right before SummerSlam, I think a couple of years ago. And he actually it was right before they, they got let go. And he was one of the, you know, part of the, with the security that came out trying to split all these monsters up. And I think it was the night Roman actually did the huge dive over the top rope onto the whole pile of them in the entranceway. Mm. But he, um, I, uh, but Matt and Brian, actually, I, like I said, I, I knew who they were. And then I kind of had an idea about them. You know, they were the toy guys. So, you know, that's what I knew about them. But then when I heard them on um, Conrad's show, I heard Conrad and Bruce talking about them. And then I went and checked out the LJN Christmas video there. And I, I was all in. I was like, all right, let's check this out. And then after a couple episodes, I, once I started listening from the beginning and I could start piecing together all the funny jokes I had already heard it in the newer episodes, it all started coming together. And then it was just, it was game on. And like I said, it took me just uh, just under two months, but I, I got caught up pretty quickly. I mean, all my other shows took a back seat at that point. But, it, you know, I found something I liked and I was interested in and it kept me focused and and he, they also, they had me to it. It's free. If it's free, it's for me. So, you know, little did I know how free it was, but. <laughs> the most expensive free podcast. They ain't lying. That's for sure. But it's, I mean, I look at it like this. I could be spending my money on a lot worse things. And, oh, you yeah. know, anytime, anytime somebody looks at my wall and says, well, what do you need all those figures for? It's like, well, those figures aren't, aren't doing anything bad to my health. They're not, they're not, you know. They're not hurting anybody. They make me happy. You know? my face, yeah. Exactly. I mean, a couple of my family members think I'm crazy when they see some of the, the, the price tags on some of the ones and some of the things I pay for. Like I just got a, a loot crate, special edition, bloody leather face, uh, Toonie terror from NECA. It, it was, you know, it, it was a little pricey, but I, I, I had to have it. And now I'm on the hunt for the glow in the dark nun, which will be, yes. I, I think there's like three or four I have to collect, but that none one's probably the most pricey one of them all because yeah. it's the rarest. But that's that's the fun of the game, right? I mean, I've been trying to search. I actually had one. The guy is like, oh, yeah, it's legit. It's legit. And he finally sent me some pictures. It wasn't legit. I'm like, dude, I mean, you you, you, dipped, you dipped some glow-in-the-dark paint on the face. I, I mean, I'm not stupid. I know how it's supposed to look. And so, like, I mean, it, you, you you get scammers everywhere. You gotta just you gotta you gotta know what to look for. And I actually had somebody trying to scam me on the PayPal right after I got into the group. They sent me a message saying, "Oh, you you gotta do this to upgrade to business." But I'm like, I'm not a business. I'm a, I'm a person. And they're like, "Oh no, you gotta do this to get this." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" So immediately I came to the group and I was like, "Hey, has anybody ever heard of this nonsense?" And immediately, Shawnee Caulfield was like, "Stop what you're doing." 
told me what to do. He's like, yeah, dude, that's a, that's a straight up scam. They're, they're fishing for your data. Mm. I'm like, I haven't clicked on anything. He's like, don't click on anything. And so, you know, he, luckily he walked me through cause you know, it comes up and it looks so much like the, like the real deal in the email. It, it looks legit. And like, if you don't look close, you, they, it's just those fine little details you miss. And I mean, it's, it sucks. People ha- it happens to people every day and oh, yeah. you know, it, you just got to watch out and, that's why that's kind of why I like going to, on the hunt in the, in in person like yeah oh yeah the store is not the store is not going to screw me and if they do they got a help desk I can go yell at somebody at you know <laughs> but chasing somebody down on the internet that that, that gets my information on my dad I mean hey I don't have much you want my stuff you got to come physically take it from me pretty much here I mean and, and you better bring a whole bunch of people because it ain't going you're not getting it easily <laughs> that's fine you're not coming this I collected this I right. put the effort in. This is mine. This is mine. <laughs> Go find your own. Right. Go collect your own. Yeah, but, put your own blood, sweat, and tears into it. Exactly. I mean, but the, the I mean, the, the finding something in the wild when I, I mean, when I finally found that bloody uh, leather face, like it was like months of chasing it down. When it finally came and it was in my hand, it was like the best feeling. This, this is what we do it for, yes. boys and girls. This is what we do it for. <laughs> and like for like an hour, I just sat there with the thing in my hand. And I mean, guys, it's like a $20 toy. Like, I mean, but I sat there like I had just found the Holy Grail and it was just <laughs> like, look at this. It was glowing like, like you know, like in Pulp Fiction when they opened up the briefcase and John Travolta looked in and said, yeah, we're good. <laughs> That's how it was when I got that figure. And I mean, that's how it is whenever you're on the hunt for a specific item. Like, oh, yeah. but at the same time, I like going on the hunt just to stumble onto things too. That's, I find that more fun. Like, Oh, I didn't know I needed this. My wallet or, says or I don't need it, but uh, yeah. Or if it's something that you didn't even know was coming out or you exactly, know I mean? like, or had come out and it had yeah. flown under the radar and then you right. stumble upon it. It's the uh, the RoboCop Ed Two O Nine. For some reason, that that little guy was my favorite in those movies as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And I was out in the wild, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like scanning. I'm like, wait, what the heck is? That? I pull it down. I'm like, oh my god, they they did it! You crazy sons of bitches, you did it! <laughs> and immediately, I'm looking for a price scanner, and I'm like, why are you even scanning? Just take it up to the register. You know you're gonna buy it, right? And I came home, and I, you know, it's another one that I, I'm like, everybody's looking at you. You paid how much for that? I'm like, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I'm a big boy. I have a job just so I can do shit like this. That's right. I don't tell, I don't tell you what to spend your money on. Right. But. I think you kind of um, answered the, for the podcast, right? How you first got into Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So- the, uh, it was through Conrad's yep. show and, the, and the, the YouTube video. And then, like I said, it, once, once you got going – but I didn't, I didn't take the plunge into uh, like the Patreon group or any of that right away. I actually, it took me so long I, after the accident, I was stuck at home. I'm like, well, this isn't going to, uh, you know what? I'm just, we're going to join today. Today is the day. Tasty. And I joined, I joined Patreon and uh, I joined the major marks and ad free all in the same day. Mm. I was like, well, we're going to, we're going to upgrade everybody today. We're, we're just going for it. No more commercials. Like, I'm done with the dick pill commercials. Like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've suffered enough. I've suffered enough, Blue Chew. But I mean, then, then I, then I started listening to the shows without the ads and I immediately was like, well, this sucks. The show's a lot shorter. Like, I used to be able to put a show on and kill like two and a half hours in my headphones. Now it's like an hour and 20 minutes. All right. We're wrapping it up. We'll see you guys later. It's like, whoa, 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 I need, I need that extended time. But <laughs> being on the Patreon, there's so many other shows to listen to. 
So, and that's, and, and you guys, I mean, looking at you, you guys got to be what, 100, and, 100 plus episodes? 136? Yeah, nice. Eight, somewhere in there. So, it's in the, it, you guys got a ton of, ton of content. Oh, yeah. So, um, so you, uh, you know, d- like deep diving into, you know, major land, so to speak. Um, yeah. And, you know, finding all these, you know, the extra shows, you know, you got Heath, you have Swoggle, you know, us, Game Marks, Card Foundation, you know, uh, do you listen to all of them? Uh, what are, what's some of your favorites to, to check out? One of my favorites, it's not around anymore, Majorland. I absolutely love those two together. I mean, it just, it was the, the podcast I didn't know I needed, but when they when they stopped doing that one, I was heartbroken. And then when they came back for that one special week, I was so excited, and I was like, "All right, the memories. We'll leave them alone. I'll just I can remember it." But I really do like uh, I like listening to Joey Shoe Show, The Captain's Log, yeah. and Heath's Happy Hour. I mean, he's actually uh, I sent in some questions to Heath before, and he's answered. He was actually I was asking him about uh, any you know about the injuries that from the surgeries and you know what kind of mindset uh, getting into the gym because I I haven't been in a gym since high school and with all this and the pt i've kind of gotten uh the, and a lot of your posts jake the, mm-hmm. the major fitness challenge like i see it all the time and i'm just like you know i've gotten the bug and like as soon as i'm cleared i'm i'm gonna start doing it i'm gonna be i, oh, I got yeah, the man. gym membership i, I want to start getting yeah. not for anybody else just just to get healthy and, and just yeah. kill some more time because that's that's the big thing once you get rid of the addiction and stuff you got yeah. so much free time you gotta fill and if you don't have something to fill, like the boredom will get you and the boredom's what gets you and sucks you down. Oh yeah. So, yeah, and, and like all of your posts, like non, like I see them all the time. And like you were, I forget whose episode it was a couple weeks ago, but you were saying that you wish there was a place for, for those posts for the, the major right. fitness posts. Yeah. And yeah. I totally agree with you on that. Cause like, sure. I love seeing them. Like I really do. And it's like, Oh yeah. Well, it's motivating. And like, now it's like, well, I can't wait to, to get in and, and, and be part of this. And yeah. it's just another part, another part of the major verse that just, it, it's great. There's, it, there's something oh, yeah. for everybody or there's a whole lot for everybody. Mm. You really take is. your pick. I mean, you, it's, it's definitely a buffet. You, you can have a little bit, you can have the whole thing, right. but there's something for everybody. And I mean, yeah. all the shows are great. I mean, but he's happy hour. Definitely. I mean, well, I, can we even call it happy hour anymore? It's more of a sad time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I love Heath. It's a great show, but it gets sad sometimes. I hate seeing the man cry. You know. Yeah. But I mean, hey, all the all the greats do it. Emotions, you know. That's right. That's right. I mean, a a great man once said, you know, with a tear in my eye. So if it works for him, it should be good for Heath. Uh, so I know, and you've brought it up a little bit, but I know that there's a you know big big horror fandom in your life yes uh, so yeah so i don't know just horror movies uh, go as a as a kid <laughs> yeah i mean 80 slasher flicks jason uh nightmare on elm street evil dead um the shining probably my probably one of my favorites is the shining then uh, i mean the alien series those first two alien movies i mean it the sequel aliens probably one of the best sequels in the history i mean i'll put it up there with the empire Godfather 2, I'll put it up there with some some top-notch sequels. It's it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, my biggest one's the it's Halloween. I mean, I'm a Michael Myers guy. I've been a Michael Myers guy since I was a kid. I think it was because his movies didn't scare me like the, 
I see that Billy. Nice. It didn't scare me like 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 Freddie and Jason did. Like Freddie was gonna come screw with me in my dreams. That that mm. screws with you and your kid. And Jason, like I used to go to summer camp every year. And, mm-hmm. Oh shit, he's slashing the campers. Like that's that 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 got to me as a kid and it scared me. But Michael Myers, he was just like, I'm an only child, so I don't have any siblings coming after me. And he wasn't. He, he, I mean, he was he was vicious, but it, it, they didn't portray it that way in the movie. Like the, 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 there was jump scares that got you, but like it wasn't that. Like he was a slasher, but it wasn't an over the top slasher. So I think that's why I liked him the best, and he has been my favorite ever since. But I mean, it Pennywise. I mean, that original one with Tim Curry. I mean, oh, outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the remakes, the, the two newer ones, great too. But I mean, that that original with 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 Tim Curry was just more of a top notch, but those early eight, mid eighties slasher films, any of the early eighties horror films, those, those, those are where it's at. I agree. Those are my big, favorites. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. I mean, uh, slashers are definitely, you know, my, my favorite go-to as right. far as horror films go. Um, I mean, I love so much, but right. I just, I love slashers. Yeah. And just, you know, there, there are modern, you know, Michael Myers, Freddie, Leatherface, all of them They're They are our modern, Frankenstein, right. Dracula, sure. yep. you know, and all yep. of that, and yep. so, the Universal monsters. They're just <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like you know wrestling or comic books. Like they are larger than life ca- uh, exactly. characters. Exactly, and that's why they work. That's why they sell movies. I mean, yep. it's just like just like like you said, just like a wrestler. The more larger than life you are, the the more you're into it, the the better you're gonna do. And I mean. I think Matt's one of the, the biggest examples. Like he, he's got it. He's figured it out. I say it all the time and people kind of look at me like I'm crazy, but he's a genius at this shit. He really is like, how can you get tired of something that changes constantly? Mm. Like about a month ago, he, in like a two week span, he went from being the president of the Indies to being the Indie God, to being rider taker, to being Bowser. I mean, he, he, he just <laughs> yeah. changing it up every other day. It's like, well, how am I ever going to get tired of this guy's shenanigans? And you just can't. And I mean, he, he just, he won me over and now I'm a, I'm a huge Matt fan. Like I just can't get enough to be honest. And it's yeah. the worst because you want an action figure of every single one of those. <laughs> exactly. Books. And it's like 20, 30 action figures. So you're like, right. shit, I got to buy this. Like, <laughs> right. Dude, no it's, kidding. It's like, I mean, I'll take a rider taker and Indie God. I'll take him in his bow. I'll take him in every gear. All right. Just every keep them coming. Gear. Exactly, but, but you know he, tights, whatever you know, he's definitely he's got it figured out. And I mean, the the best thing, like he bet on himself, and I think that's something more people in life have to do. And that's kind of where I'm at now in life. I, I everything's changing with me because of the work accident, and now I got to bet on myself for, for going forward. And I've been betting on myself, you know, for the last four years, trying to stay sober every day and trying trying to stay focused and moving forward. And I just got to take what what I can do and just. Every day, if I can better myself and bet on myself and say, hey, you can do this. I know you can do this and just go and do it because I know I can. It's just a matter of believing in yourself. (laughs) Like that's like I always was a firm believer. Like it's all a lot of it's mental. Like a lot of it's just you fighting you and getting over that and just like kind of, you know, just staying like you said just staying focused and just you know rem- always remember the task at hand and like if it's healthy for me do it you know like, right. and try to stay you, you can look to the future but don't look too far like right stay stay present not i don't want to say present but you know I, I mean you can look a little ways in the future but don't don't take your eyes off what the here and now 
because once you do that, you, you're, you're more you're leaving yourself open for something to happen. And, and it's just I mean, every day is uh, you're just going to take it one day at a time. I mean, I, I can't change anything I've done. All I can do is change the future. And like I said, I, I say it to everybody all the time. I'm trying to write a better ending to my story. And it's yeah. that simple, you know. I was always uh, told, uh, you know, keep your head in the clouds, but your feet planted on the pavement, you know, yep. keep, you know, have that exactly have that. Drive. That's definitely the mentality to have. I mean, if your feet are on the ground and you're moving forward, you'll get where you need to go. Exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, man, you've uh, you've covered a lot of stuff yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's just it's it's great yeah. stories to hear. Yes. Yeah. Um, Glad I get to tell somebody. I mean, like I said, you know, I with without other. I mean, the only reason I'm on Facebook is the Major Pod Group. I had gotten off of Facebook like four or four years ago. It was a toxic. It was just miserable. It was bad for myself, my my mental health. And I got off, and everybody's like, "How'd you do it?" I was like, "I just deleted the app, and that was it." And then all of a sudden, I joined the Patreon, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they got that group." And I was like, "Oh wait, it's a Facebook group." I'm like, oh. I'm not down. I'm not downloading Facebook again. Yeah, about seven minutes later, I'm downloading the Facebook app and creating an account. I'm like, oh, I'm spending the money. I might as well use the Facebook group. And everybody's that's the whole point. Everybody's talking about it. You know, yeah. if I just wanted to add free, I could have gotten the cheap level. Right. <laughs> because I even I even after the first month, I started seeing everybody getting the um the monthly cards with the hard oh. foundation. And I was, I was like, ah, I can't do this every month. So I went in and I changed my, my level membership and I started getting cards the very next month. And I was like, well, this, I can't deal with this every month. I seeing all these awesome cards coming out and being like, oh, for $4 more a month, you could get those cards too. Right. But <laughs> that's funny. So- um, well, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, questions segment. Questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every week it's posted it in the Facebook group that if uh, Jake Husfar or myself answer your questions, we will send you a signed four by six because we're too cheap for eight by tens. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, of course, Charlie, you know, still, uh, you know, hang out. If you'd yeah, like no and answer yeah. along with us and, you know, I definitely love to hear your commentary on these questions. You got it. I mean, yeah. When you're MWO, you're MWO for life, brother. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. you said that the other day and, and I was like, man, this guy just, he just gets it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll appreciate that. Um, you yeah. guys, uh, you got something or? Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm go ahead. I'm trying to find the post. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, there, there's actually quite a few good ones this mm-hmm. week. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, one of our top contributors, Mr. Christopher Grocock. Oh. He got a good one here. Oh, and, yeah, uh, that was a would, good one. Yeah, and, and Billy, you had obviously just done the uh, raffle earlier today mm-hmm. for the, mm-hmm. the Live 17 thing. What You said carry one, so that's pretty cool. Um, so... Uh, Chris says, was just thinking about the Live 17 backstage entrance raffle and wanted to know what entrance music you'd choose to come out to, excluding the MWO theme. So, you know, I mean, obviously for me, you know, I'd like all three of us to come out together. That, that is yeah. one, It's going to happen one day. It, it has to. But anyway, oh, uh, if, I was, if I was coming out by myself, um, God, dude, there's so many good there's songs. There's so many. I mean... You know, and there's so many that are just near and dear to me. Um, 
But I mean, if I had to go right now, I don't know why, but uh, I'd pick "Go to Hell" by Puddle of Mud. Hmm. It's a okay. it's, uh, it's I I, lo- I love Puddle of Mud. They're they're a good good band, um, and it's just a, kind of a little kick ass song. I think it's it's pretty cool, and you know, I'd, I'd come out to it and flip everybody off and maybe kick a couple people. And, and <laughs> 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 no, it's just uh, it's just cool cool riff, and uh, I think I think it'd be a lot of fun to come out to. So. Cool. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, like, yeah, I, I would come out to MWO. I mean, even luckily enough, like, you know, the the couple little, you know, wrestling things that I was able to do, I got to sure. use MWO. Right. Um, but if I was to not use that, I think, you know, talking to to uh, backyard legend uh, Salute last week, yeah. it it really got me thinking about you know the backyard days and and oh, yeah. i think it would be fun to be able to actually come out to you know my my backyard music and that would be i love it loud uh the funk junkies version yeah. hell yeah um i'm going with some lincoln park for mine i'm going i think i'm gonna do oh man there's so many good lincoln park songs that would be good maybe crawling i always think it's like so eerie and like you know like that kind of like that drain noise at the beginning like you know while it's it's like (laughs) you know like it it would be cool like the lights are out and you know and you hear that noise and then you you know like come out like a mask or something you know and you're even something production out of me you know crawling in my skin you know i think it'd be pretty dope so (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm going with crawling by uh by lincoln park i I think you might have won that one that's pretty fun (laughs) charlie Uh, i i think when you're coming out for an entrance whether it's going to the ring coming out of Kowloon's, wherever you get to come out something that's going to get you pumped up going to get the blood flowing and i i mean like Jake said, this how do you pick one? There's so many. I mean, as soon as I pick this one, another one's gonna pop into my head, and I said, mm-hmm. should have gone with that. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Thunder Kiss '65 from White Zombie. Oh I just, baby, it's oh, we're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. We're coming in yeah. fast. And yeah, dude, I love that. Yeah, good tune. And I would have gone with a Metallica one, but I don't want anybody thinking I'm a Nick Gage fan. So we'll go. We'll go with Thunder Kiss. I love that. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You uh, Huss, you got one, or you want me to go? Uh, you good to go? Sure. Yeah, you go. I'm going to base my question on, on that. You go. <laughs> oh, you are. go. No, you are. <laughs> oh, man, that there's another <laughs> one that I really like, too. Now, I'm going to stick with the first one, and that uh, it comes from Shawnee Caulfield. Have you ever been overwhelmed by collecting? Oh God! Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, we've we've had some of these discussions a lot off and on. You know, of you know, like even last week, you know, feeling regret or mm-hmm. you know buying stuff that you, you know, why did I buy this or whatever? You know, and and for me again, I've I've been lucky that I've had my rules set for uh, a long time, but. Um, uh, yeah, of course, you know, there's still times, you know, where, where it gets a little overwhelming, you know, like, uh, you know, always being, you know, the Matt and Brian completist. Well, you know, they have a lot of figures coming out, you know, uh, you know, luckily, you know, uh, Husfar 
you know, helped out with a little with the, um, one of the power cons, but like, you know, those power con ones, you know, they're, they're extra expensive. They're not as easy to get, uh, you know, there's those. And then, you know, the, um, you know, right at this same time, you have the power town ones and, you know, down the line, you know, that there's going to be another set of something, you know, the, the ringside collectibles ones are just around the corner, you know, no dates, but you know, there's, there's two, I, I believe what was shown in that, uh, um, that Christmas video yes. um, was that there's like two versions of Matt, you know, the, the pre-match one and then the mm. post-match one, um, uh. you know, from the uh, the Nick Gage match where he's in all white. You, the, the zombie ones of that same match right. are going to come that's out eventually. Out. Like there's a lot coming out and that's just for their Matt. figures. Yep. Right. You know, and, and, you know, forget about like, you know, NECA putting out Ninja Turtles or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, it get it does get overwhelming. And there's a lot of times where I just go, I can't do all of it, you know. So, you know, whether it's money at that time or just, you know, you responsibilities or whatever the case is, it's like that stuff will be around or I just happen to miss out on a figure. It's not life ending, you know, so. Uh, yeah, it gets a little overwhelming, and and I feel like I'm a, a relatively uh, uh, laid back collector. As much as I have, you know, I I'm not going crazy all the time, and it still gets overwhelming. So, yeah, that's no, I, I, I like that. It's a great answer. Um, obviously, it it did get too overwhelming for me to the point where I sold my entire collection. Um, you know, and that, uh, it was, it was tough, you know, but, uh, also at the same time, I'm actually, I'm still glad that I did it. Um, just looking back, I mean, there's obviously some figures I wish I would have kept and I wish I would have kept my Hasbro collection or whatever, but, um, it's just, it's nice to be free of it, to be honest with you. And I can collect what I want now and do it the way I want to, because when I had everything else, it was kind of like billy said it's like i'm a completist so it's like i need to have every single i I needed you know 37 macho mans for some reason you know what i mean like well and (laughs) you know i i just kind of had this realization with your collection specifically jake and Mm -hmm. like you know i i think you know most people when they think about your stuff you know, it's the Hasbro's and the retros and that you only had like four more to go or whatever. Right. 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 But after that, and and like, to me, like I don't personally as a a bystander, I don't feel like that was the overwhelming part of your collection. No, no. all the elites you were getting. Cause it's like, well, but you know, you didn't really collect new people, but if they came out like pre 2000, yeah, you were getting it. Oh yeah. It didn't matter if you were a fan or not. And to yep. me, that's where that overwhelming probably sets in for sure. Maybe the most. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Because I mean, I was updated on the retros and I had almost all of the Hasbro's and uh, you know, I had a nice little Funko collection. It wasn't complete, but it was just nice and clean and I was fine with it. But the elites is definitely what killed me because it was just, I, I don't even remember how many I had. So there were so many, and there was just, you know, I had all. Man, I, I had to like keep getting. Had to probably at least close to a hundred. Oh, I, I had way more. Many more. No, yeah. it was like it was like close to five hundred. Oh, Ooh. baby. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was like four. 
because I, I literally just sold all the ringside stands I had. And there was, I think there was 450. If I'm oh, wow. Mistaken. So, yeah. And it could, so it was, I probably had maybe, maybe, maybe about 400, but it, it was just way too many. But, you know, the, like how many Undertakers did I need? Or, you know, there was a quite a few canes towards the end, Ultimate Warriors. And, you know, it was just like, dude, I, you know, but I had to have it because it's like, oh, it, you know, this is, from 1983 to up to 2002, like I need, you know, and I just, it just got out of control and, uh, you know, it, it was very, very overwhelming. So now that it's gone and out of my life, you know, yeah, it, if I can stop at Target or Walmart or something, I'll, I'll run down the aisle and look, but I'm not going to buy anything because unless it's Giant Gonzalez, if, if Giant Gonzalez comes out, I'm picking them up for sure. But uh, until that day comes, I, I won't be getting any elites just because that's, you know, that's my thing, but. But I feel so much better now. I don't have to worry about it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm overwhelmed every day to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I've uh, definitely cut down from what uh, what I was getting. Um, I was kind of just if I saw it and I liked it, I bought it. Like, or I bought two of it, or I bought three, or you know, yeah. I, I kind of like got lost in it too much. You know, it was because. Um, it was like a, you know, a little bit of retail therapy, you know, mm-hmm. case kind of for me, you mm-hmm. know, I'd, I'd be sad and I'd be like, oh, let's, you know, I'll buy myself something. And sure. then, you know, when that happens a lot, then, you know, you're buying yourself, you know, self stuff a lot. So, um, so yeah, I, I've like severely cut down just, I, I kind of like, just kind of like pick my favorites or like kind of stuff that's more like nostalgic for me. I'll get like, you know, things kind of like more important to me, like. I, I kind of, with my wrestling, I kind of did, like, mat rules where I won't get as many modern um, guys unless, like, they're, like, my absolute, absolute favorite, like, you know, sure. people. Or, like, people I've, you know, worked on a show with or something like that. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. grab their gear, like, oh, like, Deanna was backstage at the show I worked on. I'll get her like that. But, um, but yeah, definitely, I, I 100% get overwhelmed all the time, and it's a, a constant battle for me to to hold myself back from, you know, getting absolutely everything i want you know got to be a little smarter with my sure. money and stuff like that. Charlie? what about you yeah i mean i hear you guys talking about rules uh, I, I i i've come to realize that rules are a good thing because i didn't have any rules and the funkos got i mean i started off very harmlessly with horror pops and then it was horror and wwe and oh look at that one and and now look at it but I've decided, like, as far as, like, the, the figures come, I'm, I'm going to stick with just ones that have an attachment to me. Like, the, the three I have now are Austin. I got to meet Steve Austin in Atlanta in 94 with my mom at CNN Center, like, three days before Bash at the Beach. It was actually oh, wow. a little sidetrack. Yeah, I've got to meet him, Mick Fo- Cactus Jack, Ricky Steamboat, Mike Graham, Lord Steven Regal, Harlem Heat, and Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, all with Steve, uh, all at CNN Center. And they were all there getting their scripts, their paydays and everything coming up for the bash at the beach. Um, the one where Hogan and Flair, when Hogan finally came to WCW. Yeah. And we had gone on a trip to, to Atlanta and we missed the, the Saturday night taping at, at Center Stage by one day. So I was, you know, a bummed out little kid. I'm never this this trip's the worst. <laughs> and now my mother wants to take me to CNN Center for a tour. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'll tell you, if I had skipped out on that day, I would have won one sad fella because I got to meet Steve Austin and I, they were all extremely, extremely nice. Took pictures, signed autographs. But he 
he took the time. He was at the little lunch counter and he took the time, took the picture with me, signed my autograph, stood there and talked to me for a good five minutes and then sent me on my way with the biggest grin on my face. And he, awesome. he was, this was before he became the biggest name in, in the industry. This was, he was only right. stunning at this point, <laughs> but that, that was, that was a big day. So things like that. And Tony Schiavone's probably been my, one of my favorite commentators since he did, uh, what was it? SummerSlam 89 with Zeus and Hogan, Macho Man there. And I, I just always liked Tony. Tony and Jesse Ventura, two of my favorites together, one, a, a really good team. And then Brother Love, like I said, he's just, he's been, he was a huge part of my childhood. And now when I got back in, it was him and Conrad that that got me started on my podcast because I, I, never, I never knew what a podcast was. And then I stumbled on something to wrestle with. And, and, the whole collecting thing, actually, when I started back in, I bought the Shining, the Grady Twins, because I thought they were just so creepy looking. And then I was, I, I wanted to do, after listening to the pod, I was like, I want to do a cool display. And I was thinking of doing, like, the picture of the Last Supper, but it's Conrad and all his hosts. Oh, that's cool. And oh. so th- it started with that. And then I was like, well, where are the brother loves? And at that point, you know, you could buy a, an overpriced LJN custom and that was pretty much it. Or you could, you know, you could find some out there, but I, I didn't really like any of them. So I, I waited. But I got that Conrad Bendy the minute they, they, the boys said that one was coming out. I had I jumped on that. And now I've been slowly, t- I got Shivani. I have a JR. I've got to get like Road Dog. And I'm going to try and put the rest of them together and eventually get that set up because that was kind of what got me going was, was oh, I'll do this. And then, the horror kind of kicked in because I was like, oh, well, I need another one. And then I just start stumbling on them. And then you find them on sale and you're getting three for the price of one. And it just <laughs> just runs. So but it, it does get overwhelming because where does it stop? Where does it end? And I think that's where I was going with the whole rules thing is I need to, needed to implement some rules to keep going forward or else it was just going to keep getting out of control. Yeah. And I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Like we're not supposed to get overwhelmed by it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like Jake said, he, he was overwhelmed by it to a point where he had to get rid of his. And now he's not as overwhelmed in life because of the, because of something he was supposed to be enjoying, you know? Yeah. So it, it just, it, it does. It gets it, anything you enjoy can become overwhelming and collecting anything, especially, oh. you know, High-end collectibles. If you collect mu- muscle cars, you know, no matter what you collect, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get overwhelmed at some point. Oh, Did you yeah, hear too, that, Jake? Stop collecting much. so many muscle yeah, cars. I didn't, so many hear muscle cars. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that part. I didn't. I don't know. Headphones. <laughs> but no, I mean, too much of a good thing is bad. You know what I mean? Exactly. So nothing. Uh, nothing exceeds like excess. You, yeah, you have to have moderation for sure. Right, you know, and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not trying to make a joke out of this. Yeah, don't um, let this be a Husfar bashing segment, Billy. What? No, <laughs> no, no. Um, I, you know, you know, Charlie, you know, you mentioned obviously, you know, the addictions, you know, thing. Oh, and and um, I got you, Husfar. Don't worry, I'll take this one. <laughs> but you know, you uh. You know, you said that you like you you get this stuff now, and people are like, "Well, how much are you spending on this or that?" And blah blah blah. And like, you know, a a, a common uh, um, what's the word I'm looking phrase that people use is like, "Well, I could be buying toys or I could be buying drugs," yep. and that's a yeah. life that you live. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but at the same time, we have to be careful because, like Husfar, like you said, 
Yeah, you kind of use it as therapy sometimes, retail therapy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and because like, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people know this, but like there's been like legitimate studies that like, oh, well, I'm feeling down. I'll buy something that'll make me happy. And yeah. it releases this dopamine. And yeah. then that dopamine wears off in your mind. And then that's when the buyer's remorse kicks in. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, shit. it felt <laughs> nice while it was there. Maybe I'll yep. just go buy something, you know, like, and, yeah. and, and that's it just keeps going and going the, and going. The the real overwhelming stuff can right. can happen. And it's where we just, you know, as as people in, you know, uh, you know, this collecting uh, community and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we have to some, you know, varying degrees, uh, addictive personalities to be oh, buying, yeah. you know, this stuff. Oh, yeah. We just have to know what our limits are. That's all. That's it. Yep. So, no bashing. Yeah. <laughs> now, this isn't the early days of the pod where all they did was bash Hustar. I mean, <laughs> nowadays you don't hear him quite. I mean, that's one of the reasons I had to go back when I first started. Was they kept, you kept hearing his name mentioned. I'm like, who is Hustar? <laughs> so then finally had to go back. And I mean, those early days, you know, Matt can be a little, little rough on you. <laughs> yeah it's okay it's all right yeah it's all think, good hopefully, uh, hopefully he doesn't think i'm ugly still <laughs> um from well, the, super seven, the super no i know it, yeah <laughs> he's um, like oh you're gonna all say i look like hustler like Ugh. i'm like oh <laughs> like, come on man come on man um no, and not any part of that but like you said charlie like oh who, who's husfar who's who's iman yep. Uh, you know, or whatever, like, um, that was the whole point of this show was getting to know all oh, the, the people that you right. heard on the yeah. show or saw in the group or whatever. It's like, yep. well, we can be that place where yeah. we tell the story behind those names. Right. And, and it's, it's great. Like, cause I mean, listening to the back, the back, uh, episodes of you guys, you know, I'm getting filled in, like. I listened to the Sal one last week, and then I saw the video somebody put out today that, that goes with it. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it almost brought a tear to my eye. It was so fantastic. And I was like, was wow, it was so nice after hearing the episode, hearing him talk about it, and then getting to see that video. It was just like, wow. <laughs> so, and, and it's just, this is such a nice compliment to the main pod because they they can't take the time to explain everything to you and who everybody is on the main pod because we'd right. never get anywhere. Right. So having a place like this where, you know, you guys interview the new guys, the, the regulars and, and everybody can get to know each other. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's it's nice. And it's a nice extension, too, with with the Facebook group, because you with that, you get what you put into it. If you put some effort, you, you, you hang out, you talk to people, you're going to get it back. But if you just sit there and don't like and comment or anything and don't, you know, don't yeah. interact, you, you're not going to get anything out of it. Right. And I mean, some people, maybe some people aren't looking to get anything out of it. I find that I get something, I get joy out of the podcast. And, and with that, it brought me the joy that I get out of collecting. So, I mean, everybody's got their own taste, but this show here, I just, I, I love how it, you know, introduces me to everybody else and, you know, gives you the, that backstory of the, not the major players, but the minor players that, you know, the minor <laughs> players are all important here. You know, we're all part of the team. Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely appreciate that a lot. Uh, Husfar, last Uh, question. Oh, this is tough. Um, All right, let's go this one. Uh, Joe Sullivan. That was the other one I was going to go with. So he asked, um, 
I saw this, it made me think of y'all. Who is your most iconic film duo? And it's a meme, uh, so it shows uh, Bill and Ted. Then it has Magneto from uh, X-Men First Class going, show me the, the most iconic. And then the next one's Cheech and Chong, and it says, I said the most iconic. And it's uh, Jane and Bobby said, Pection. Um <laughs> I'm going Batman and Robin, man. I oh, mean, okay. like, that's the first thing I kind of think of if you say, like, duo, the dynamic duo. You know, they were they were the dynamic duo. They were, you know, around since the 1940s. So, you know, it kind of, if it's still around today, you know, that's, like, definition of iconic, you know. So um, my other would be, like, Greenhorn and Kata, but okay. that's kind of, not many people know about that. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Batman and Robin. Cool. Um well, for me, uh, it's Bill and Ted. I love Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. I, that's like so much of I don't I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that like I act like them a lot or whatever, but like so much of my personality comes from Bill and Ted. Like, I just I don't know. Always been a huge fan and love them, and so uh, yeah, Bill cool. and Ted. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I kind of got to go off your reins a little bit, Billy. Um, you know, down the music route, so to speak. Uh, but I gotta go Wayne and Garth. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I like kind of goofy, but like, if you think about it, like their dynamic and what they had, it's just so pure and just like they're best friends. And you know, they, you know, they had a little rough patch there for a minute, but they, you know, they they always come back together. And I think that's just like that's something you know, an iconic duo is you know. <laughs> Very important for so yeah they, um uh Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World I think I, I got I, got, I personally got to go with that yeah yeah that's that's, that's definitely a good pick right there I, I mean Husbar kind of stole the the number one answer yeah. here or if we right. we were playing Family Feud he, he took yeah. the layup man <laughs> yeah I mean I I would have definitely picked them as well but I mean any of the choices on the list there are all all great duos I mean I'm a I'm a Cheech and Chon fan from way back. I loved all this stuff back in the day. I even liked when Cheech Marin went to like actual serious acting and mm-hmm. tr- well, yeah. tried to anyway, but sure. he, uh, you know, I always a fan of those two. So since Husband's got Batman and Robin, I'll say, I'll, I'll take Cheech and Chon. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, and honestly, like when I think of that stuff and I think that list even more specifically, like leans you down a, a, a certain path of like, you know, that kind of goofy, dim-witted, stoner kind of, you yep. know, you got Bill and Ted, Wayne and Garth, yep. Jay and Silent Bob, Cheech and Chong. Seth uh, Rogen and James Franco. I mean, yeah. Will Farrell yeah, and uh, Will uh, Farrell and John right. C. O'Reilly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Wars, I mean. Car, like all, right. Like, to me, that's almost where it leans. So when you went Batman yeah. and Robin, like, I I wasn't even thinking that line of, you know. And I was like, oh, that, duh. That's a great right. line. Right. Yeah. Buzz and so, Woody, Abbott and Costello. Oh, all yeah, buckets. A couple oh, good yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, when you open it up more p- past just those, you know, like the, yeah. the goofy, you know, right. people like. Legion of Doom. Yeah, hell, Romy and Michelle. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, what? Knobs and Sags. I love that too. Uh, Hall and Oates. Yeah. Hall and Oates. You know, the Toxic Twins. Oh yeah, the wonder. Hey, I just, I just, uh, I just ordered that shirt for October. By the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. I can't wait for that. You to take that oh. that oh. Uh, trip. You know, go to that yes. concert. Yeah, it's can't wait awesome. to hear about it. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that was fun, and I, I'm like I said, I 
I was I narrowed it down between Shawnee's and, and Joe's, and I'm glad that you went with Joe's because I think that was a lot of fun to talk about these dynamic duos. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. All right. Well, Charlie, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was great hanging out, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah and anybody that's gonna be in the neighborhood that's going to Kowloon's, I can't be there. But if you're there, make sure you have a really good time. Tell Asian Andy I said hello and drink a Mai Tai for me. Because nice. Andy and I, we go way back my high school days. Oh, wow. When we got, we used to go in there all the time. I mean, he, he might recognize me by face, maybe, but he wouldn't remember me by name. But I remember Andy because I remember after the very first Kowloon show the boys did, Matt couldn't stop talking about how great Andy was. I was like... <laughs> They met Asian Andy because he was the best. He used to take care of us real good because we were in there all the time when we were younger. Yeah. So anybody go and have a great time because that place is the balls. Yeah, it man. Is, uh, the best. My first time was last year, and uh, you know Husvar's been there twice now, and uh, yeah, I I love that place, yeah, and I am so excited to be going back. I was away on vacation last year and I was like, oh, well, they'll come next year. And then right after you guys were there, there was talk that they were actually going to close Kowloon's down. There's been talk a couple times over the last yeah. couple of years. And I was like, oh, watch my luck. They'll close it down before these guys come back. And then, you know, I'm like, no, they're coming back. And Matt had been giving hints that, you know, eventually we're coming back to Kowloon's. And I, I was pumped. And then I got injured back in March. And I was like, if this screws up me going to Kowloon's, I am going to be bullshit. And turns out, uh, because I'm going to be back in the hospital at the end of the week for a couple of days, I can't go to Kowloon's. So, oh, you guys better have a good time this year, and hopefully that we get back there next year, because I will definitely be there next year. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I, I know when we were there last year, and we were outside in that, uh, you know, that tiki hangout bar. tiki area, yep. uh, Andy like looked at Matt, and he's like, this was a really great time. You know, this ain't going to be around much longer, but if you come back next year, you know, we'll, we'll keep it around a little longer. Yeah. And Matt's like, is that the last time? But you know, yeah. we'll come back. Hey, we're coming back. So keep it going, Andy, keep it going, please. Yeah. 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 I mean that, that whole outside area, that's all new. That's like all post pandemic. Like, Oh wow. They, they put all of that in after the pandemic for the outside dining and stuff. So they can oh, try and stay open. That makes sense. Back in the day, you just had the inside and all that whole area that they've got set up back there with the movie screen and everything. Oh, that all used to just be parking. Wow. I mean, wow. yeah. So that that's all relatively like two, 2020, they put all that in. And then huh. it was such a hit when they first put it in. Next thing you know, the big screen went up and they're showing movies there. And yeah. then, you know, the talk for months had been, yeah, Kowloon's is closing its doors. They're closing its doors. And then the outside dining came up and he was making a killing and everybody was going and like, yes, the rumors still go around that they're closing, but we've been hearing it for years. So nobody believes it. So yeah. Come but, on, Andy, keep it a rumor. That's right. <laughs> keep it a rumor. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Rumor has it. No, that's, that, that's <laughs> cool to hear, but also sad to hear that, you know, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna I know you boys will hold it down. You can't so, go. Yeah. yeah. I, trust me. I've, I've already contemplated breaking out of the hospital and showing up over there, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't think I'll be in any shape to, to be moving around and yeah. they're going to be doing some work on the legs. So it's hopefully button all that up. So yeah. Take care of all that. Yeah. Take care of yourself yeah. and speedy recovery, please. Yes. Thank yeah. you, boys. Thank you. 
And thanks again for having me. It's no been problem. a pleasure, without yep. question. Yep, very yeah, much. Thank you. you hanging out Let's and telling take. your story and yeah. thanks for giving me a place to say it. No problem. Anytime, man. I guess there's right, only one thing left to do. That's right. Bar. Play my Kowloon's music. I got Galoob, a Hasbro Dusty. I got the merch that drives the marks while the ring-worn gear, they want to wear it. H-A-R-D, just like Blue Chew. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. Claim all the figs. Claim all the merch. Like Super Gabby. You already know the Michael Jordan. And Scotty Pippen. With Phil Jackson. Always scratching that itch. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy, toy boy. I'm just a major mark, major mark. I'm not a toy boy, toy boy. Hey, all you major marks, claim all that merchandise. <laughs> 